Roll it. Hello, world. Welcome to the Church Mag Podcast, the official podcast of Church Mag, the place for church, tech, creativity, and all things awesome. It's time to level up. Welcome to another episode of the Church Mag Podcast. Eric Dye here along with Jeremy Smith and Blessing Bofu, and we're recording a second podcast here uh, tonight. And once again, for a second time, I am springing... A topic on these guys. We are so living on the edge. Can you can you handle this lack this much lack of planning, Jeremy? Can you handle it? I mean, I don't think I have a choice. <laughs> you you are not wrong. And blessing is like you mean. I got up at the butt crack of dawn for this for this. Come on, living on the edge, man. I, living on the edge in so many different ways. Now I, I tell you, uh, I've had a recent thought lately. Uh, so humor me if you will um, about technology, church tech, the tools and the resources that we have. It seems like when I when I think back, and maybe some of this has to do with some some rear view mirror ism that I've had with, uh, handing the editor keys and well, practically pretty much handing all of church Mag over to Allison, um, done some retrospect of, of things. And, you know, when, when church Mag started, um, it's, it started as like, you should have a good church website because most churches didn't have a website. Hmm. And then it was, Hey, you need to have a responsive, which means mobile friendly website. Um, because y'all don't have one, you know? And so there's, there's been, there's always been these big things or like you need to have HTTPS SSL, which is a little bit more recent. Um, but it feels like the, the technical advances for the church, at least when it comes to websites, um, everyone, I think collectively has, has come, come quite a ways. Um, but with technology, what used to be like, if you, you could do your own thing and hobby and, and you can still do that. You can be an amateur, a pro teach yourself, etc. But the, the funny thing about technology is that we're given more tools. Like here, we're recording this audio podcast, the editing tool that I'm using here to do this, the Adobe edition, like you're able to use this program to master audio for a major motion picture or a television show. Like the, the scale of the tool is, is extremely broad, but you go back 20 years ago and to have this, this high end of a, of a audio suite system, you would be spending thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. Right. And so the the tools that we have the accessibility that we have where we have nicer tools we also have tools that are more automated in nature so you look back five ten years ago and if you wanted to build a website you had to stink and build a website right like cms's if you if you know wordpress is a cms a content management system that means all the data is held in a database and you can you can change the look and the feel and it's pulling the data um Whereas before, you know, you had to build each individual page and, you know, things like CSS was amazing because you could make a change in the code and affected the entire website. Like those are, those are newer technologies. So as those technologies come on the scene, it becomes easier to have good looking things or things that function. And so we have things like Wix and, and Squarespace and, uh, things, things outside of WordPress or Rye HTML or Drupal or, you know, like we have all these tools at our disposal that are easier to use. The results look better, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and it's easier now more than ever. And so it makes me think and wonder and ponder a little bit about how when it comes to church tech, um, I don't want to say we've moved past the basics 
as much as what's needed has changed. And so I'm curious to hear from you guys. What do you think is needed? Because, you know, to say, well, you need to have a responsive website. Well, first of all, it's a no brainer. Second of all, just about every single tool that you would be using, whether you're volunteering your time and building it on your own or you're using a a uh, a self-hosted, not self-hosted, a managed hosted um tool like Squarespace, right? That it's like point, click, drag, drop, super easy peasy. Like no matter how you cut it, you're hitting those mile markers of what you should or shouldn't have for, for instance, a church website. So I'm curious to know how you guys see where the church needs help or what discussions when it comes to Christians and technology, where are we at? Where do we go from here? Because it feels like for the most part, Technology is, at least internet technology, is coming to a space and a place where it's very easy. It's very common. Everyone has a smartphone. Anyone can build a web page. That's a very good question. Um, it felt more like a monologue. So, you know, how balance out the uh, the wave files here for me, guys? <laughs> <laughs> Can you? Yeah. Am I there? Hello. Um, yeah, that's a very good question. I, th- I think I think just the the landscape of uh, church tech in different ways has really, um, yeah. I think I think that's it's one. It's in some ways very broad. I think it's technology. Technology changing is one of the things that I think about. Like you saying, which I would agree with. Um, Eric, in that the 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 tools have adjusted, or rather, the the people have the you know, I mean, better tools have been built and being provided. Um, I remember when uh, you had to have when when you still had people calling themselves Facebook experts um, <laughs> um, a few years ago. And and that and things kind of moved on from there. Um, yeah, I think it's just being responsive. I think the, I think part of the things that have changed is the challenge of determining what's good because you've had people see the need and try to fill the gaps and develop solutions. I think one of the challenges that is that is that has come in now is determining what is legit. Um, or what is the best tool or what's the best solution. I think that's kind of like become one of the biggest issues. Um, you know, people, despite, I mean, you had this back in the day, but I think it's now, it's now a bigger thing than it or should be at least because there's so many solutions now. Yeah. And, and viable, doable solutions. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think to answer your question, I, I think that that's one that Jeremy's answered previously. I think that the, the idea of having the best solution fit that person's need is absolutely important. Um, I would also even say, and this is maybe a little more philosophical. I don't know if you want to necessarily go down this route. I want, I think, I think, I think I do. I think that I, I indiscriminately unknowingly when I threw this thing up in the air, am not surprised to see it land in the philosophical because I have a feeling that's where the answer lies. I think that the important thing that happened that came out of the last few years is that our ignorance for church tech, at least for many churches, maybe not all there. I think there's probably still a lot of people like, how do I do social media really well? Like I really want to get on, um, I don't, not my space, but I really want to <laughs> start my own blog. Um, right. Right. 
I think that you're probably a little behind at this point, guys. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think that the education for people is really, really good now. Um, and people can say they understand and know. I think that the difficult part is, is we still don't know how to tell our story really, really well. And that's, I mean, you can be the best social media um, email marketing blogging person, but if you can't tell your story well, then probably not going to do amazing work. Yeah. Because I feel like technology is now mainstream technology used to be very niche, right? It was the geeks and the nerds. That's who did technology. That's the only people that cared about technology. No one else wanted to mess with technology. No one wanted to give it at the time of day. And now here we are sitting with a majority of adults that play video games at least once a week. Everybody has a cell phone. And when, I'm sorry, I call it a cell phone. How old am I? Everyone has a smartphone, right? You know, everyone, every, everyone's up to speed on emojis, you know, like it's just part of our culture now. There's no tech culture. I mean, there is, but technology is mainstream. Okay. You know, we ha- smart TVs are real. That's what we have. And so technology is very mainstream. And so I feel like that that has been a huge catalyst. But fundamentally, I think what you're pointing out, Jeremy, is true. And that is at the end of the day, churches, I feel like, still don't know how, still don't know what to do with it all. And I don't mean how to use it. I'm saying what to do, period. And I can't help but wonder, and maybe I'm going too far here, Jeremy, but I kind of wonder if maybe that was a big question mark before the technology boom, and now it just accentuates that deficiency. No, I mean, if you want to set up a blog, go to Squarespace, like literally for the idiot-proof situation go to squarespace and set something up it's going to be cheap it's going to be fairly indestructible unless you're like intentionally trying to screw it up um you are going to be able to get quick and almost instantaneous um support you are going to be able to do what you need to do for your websites um even the paid wordpress.com oh yeah um is 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 I actually think that with WordPress, uh, Gutenberg coming in, um, I think that's going to be a factor. I'm just curious to see what happens down the road. For example, you know, coding blocks and, uh, um, and, and, you know, and saving particular blocks and that kind of stuff. Yeah, no, absolutely. You're absolutely right. Blessing. Um, it's absolutely true. And, and that's one reason why we saw an evaporation of some of the church-centric solutions because they were essentially a version of of WordPress.com or or uh, Squarespace or Wix or whatever, right? But they were church-centric focus. And that's why there was a boom of those, and that's why they're all gone now because we have a lot we have a, we have a lot of other services that do it and do it better and they do it to the masses and it works the same whether you're whether you're doing a, a mom blog a, a tech blog uh, a uh, furniture crafting blog you know what, whatever website it may be it can handle it these different services um, but see I think Jeremy's right like fundamentally and ultimately it becomes to you know what are we saying and you know I think what we're saying then kind of comes around to what are we doing. Because I've said it before, I've said it a million times, you don't need good church social media. You don't need good church marketing if your church is doing something that's worth talking about. Um, so if, if we're not doing it at a personal level, 
if we're not doing it one-on-one, if we're not doing it face-to-face, then it's going to fall flat digitally. So if you're having a hard time getting traction digitally, then maybe you need to go back to square one and look at what's happening face-to-face. Am I wrong, Jeremy? No, I agree. And I, I and I think I think some of this, philosophically speaking, is some of and, and I feel a little bit free to speak to this because I'm no longer the editor and and uh, big honcho at Trishme. <laughs> but I, I think that that was that was part of the struggle that I had. Right, exactly. Um, that was part of the struggle that I've had over figuring out what is Church Mag, where is it going, what it's doing. Now I don't have to worry about that, and I can just speak out and. Sp- speak out and speak plainly you know why are we worried about this when we don't really have anything worth talking about per se now i know there there are some i'm not saying that that no one is and no place is etc etc but i but i think that it's worth noting because if we look at the church as a whole if we look at the stats if we look at the studies if we open the doors and really look at the pews so to speak because they're not pews Clearly, um, I think that we need to snap to attention, and we need to we need to think about what we're doing. Um, and I really feel like the digital age has become an accelerator for these things, right? Whether it be news, social media, like wh- whatever it may be, it is simply highlighting a deficiency that 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 we may have as a people. So just just something to think about. Help me, Jeremy. Blessing. <laughs> I feel like I'm like on the edge of like a limb and it's cracking. <laughs> I think you have lost some responsibility in your life and now you are teaming with things to do. Uh, <laughs> what am I going to do with all this, all this thinking and doing I could do? Which to be fair, have um, you actually freed up much time or both. is it more no, psychological? Um, it was interesting. I was, I was doing a thing here in the house and, and was like, oh, well, are you going to do X, Y, and Z later? And I said, oh, no, I got the, the, the podcast re- re- to record. She goes, she asked me something about being tired of things or whatever. And I said, you know, I, I, I can't speak to that. I said, because I haven't actually felt the effects of handing things over yet. Um, I, I, that has to be, you have to give these things time to settle, uh, settle and shake out. Um, I will say that, but since turning that over at first, I thought I was gonna have a really hard time. And in the end, it's been a huge relief, like a huge weight off the shoulders. Um, and so kind of in the honeymoon phase, or maybe not even quite to the honeymoon phase yet. I'm kind of in the phase of like, Oh, well, this is an interesting feeling. Um, so that, that's gonna, it's gonna take a little time to shake out. I think before I actually give it a, a stern, a stern look to kind of see to see where I'm at. Yeah, mm. out there. But uh, I'm optimistic. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the question that I had: is you know where are we at? Where's the church at with church mm. tech? Yeah, it'd be good to 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 get to get some idea as well. I don't know if we of uh, just kind of throwing it out there and saying. You know, I'm, I'm curious in terms of what the church is, what the guys in you know church, as far as church tech is concerned, what are they, uh, uh, you know, w- what what do they think and what are they? You know? Right, because I would be curious to know what are the new challenges. Yeah. Because, like, here's the thing: is that when you say, "Well, you know, we could use help with the sound," well, there are a lot of really good professional level grade 
resources out there. We've not only and I talked to some of the guys, like was it uh, Mr. Wasson, Wasson there? He's totally awesome. He's got some very church-specific stuff with sound. But even generally speaking, if you want to study sound and become better at soundboards, like just stink and Google it. You'll find all kinds of cool resources. I don't need to write something about it. Um, there's already a bunch of good information out there about it. They are, they are some hacks, though, that I think, I mean, the, 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 like you're saying, not necessarily always church, like church-specific because it's it's general, uh, but the, the idea of that, hey, I figured something out, and this is what I did to get it right, for me, that's that's always been helpful. Um, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And I guess my point is, is that those resources are out there tenfold. And so I, I'm really curious as to the, the very specifically, what are the, the, the church need, the church tech need? I'm very curious to know what that is and what that looks like, um, because technology is mainstream. You know, we've got lots of resources, the most we've had in a very long time. So, yeah, like Blessing said, you can email us, podcast at churchmag. That works. I get those emails. These guys get those emails. Uh, you can reach out via social media, and we will get those messages. You can use the CMAGcast hashtag or directly on Facebook or whatever whatever strikes your fancy and gets our attention. And we'd love to hear about it. So um, maybe a reader surveys in order soon. I don't know. Have to ask the editor. Have to ask the boss. Right? We'll have to ask the boss about this. This is a good idea, Jeremy. Let's ask the boss. Yeah. This is great. This is awesome. I love being i I love being able to hang out in this room. <laughs> like I jump on the Slack tomorrow and I find you guys invite me to like this other Slack channel that's always existed that I've never known about. <laughs> it's like the back channel to the back channel. <laughs> Uh, Awfully silent there, Jeremy No, there's no back channel to the back channel (laughs) I think the podcast is the back channel to the back channel (laughs) You're right, you're absolutely right You are not wrong, sir You are so right Especially the parts of the podcast that we don't That we don't uh, That we don't publish No, wait, what? Alright, I wish there was a conclusion to this um, I think the only conclusion is, is give us your feedback. We want to know. Inquiring minds want to know. Please tell us. Send us an email, subscribe, and search for previous episodes of the Church Mag podcast by visiting Church Mag online. You'll find a link on our main menu. Go to churchm.ag. That's Church Mag. And while you're visiting Church Mag, send us a message and be sure to subscribe to the Church Mag podcast so you can receive an early release of the new show every Friday. We don't do that for just anyone. I have, I have an idea and I'm just going to bust it out without telling you guys. You want to do that? You want to try it? You want to try it again? I know I've already did one to you. <laughs> it's so dangerous. Here we go. The Church Mag podcast is proudly hosted on buzzsprout.com.